With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, everybody. I'm Logan Camden. I'm Carson Braver. And this is Nerd Sesh. No! Oh, my God. How could he do that? Are you on Donate What? Charles Darwin. All right, well, today is a very special day, Logan. You know why, I know why, and the people know why. Today, we celebrate the 18th edition of Trivia Time. For those of you who aren't familiar with the format, I ask Logan 15 questions about NFL history. He does the same for me with the NBA. We have a little bit of a battle of the wits, and we have a bunch of fun while we're doing it. So, Logan, I'm going to throw it over to you for question number one. What do you have for me? Carson, a pretty straightforward one here. Can you name the top five NBA players with the most career playoff wins? This is an awesome question. So, uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is third with 157. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem is fifth with 154. Whoa. Magic Johnson. Magic is in the top 10. I think he is 10 exactly. I'm already astounded. Michael Jordan. So MJ is off as well. He is in 12th. So let me walk you guys through my thought process. The reason I went Magic is nine finals appearances. I certainly expected he'd be there. Kareem, I can't believe, is fifth because it's 20 years of making the playoffs every single year. Well, actually, with the exception of a three-year stretch in the mid-70s. But outside of that, still a pretty decent chunk of his career. And I don't think it can be any guys from the first Celtics dynasty just because you're only winning two playoff series to win the whole thing. So you take out the 11 rings crew, and now you've got an interesting pool of candidates. And there's two really weird ones here in the top five. It's why I asked, Carson. So if we're going really weird, I guess I'll guess Robert Ory. Robert Ory is here at the fourth spot above Kareem with 155. So I have the number one of all time still to go. And the number two of all time still to go. So it can't be any Spurs because none of them are going to have more wins than Duncan. I'm thinking about Kobe because Kobe has six career finals. He has 20 years of basically making the playoffs every year, but he couldn't have more than Duncan. There's just no way. So now let's think back. Is it Robert Parrish? Robert Parrish is a good guess. It is not him though. Thought maybe he would have hopped on the train for that Bulls title and then you have all the Celtics years. There's one guy it really surprised me that you have not guessed yet, Carson. Interesting. Scotty Pippen? I, I mean, Scotty's an interesting answer. He is actually, I mean, it's a pretty good guess. He's seventh with 136. LeBron James? LeBron is number one with 172. That's pretty phenomenal. 
And this last one, Carson, it's weird. It is the, when I saw this, I knew I had to ask this question. Second of all time. So there's a certain title threshold that you have to be at, I would think. Yeah, I mean, he's been on a lot of really good teams, a lot of deep playoff contenders, and I want to say he is a teammate of a guy you have already named. All right, we're going to get this then. So a teammate of Duncan, LeBron, Kareem, or Ori? No, 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 no. A guy you have mentioned already, I guess is how I should phrase it. Got it. So I named Kobe. I named uh, Scotty, but that's also obviously the Bulls. So he's a teammate of somebody who was one of my cuts. Interesting. I'm thinking Kobe first and foremost. Is it Carl Malone? That's a really good guess. It is not Carl Malone. Okay. Like I said, it's a weird one. How weird can it be is the question if you were on all of these great teams. You at least are going to have some historical relevance. You're at least going to be, you would think, in the Ori tier, where you're remembered for being attached to so many great legacies. Uh, Vitaly Potapenko. Who? Hey, he's just a bum. <laughs> I think he was on the first three beat Lakers. I will say, this guy's numbers are bolstered by being on another great team late in his career that... I don't think a lot of people remember him. I mean, he didn't play super significant minutes, but uh, he was on these teams. I'm just confirming that Vitaly Potopenko actually did play for those Lakers teams, and he did not for a moment. So that was just a figment of my imagination. I'm thinking of some other weird Eastern European big man of that era. All right. I just know that I'm going to have to get this. You're talking about how weird it is. I thought about Havlicek just because he's not only in the 60s. Obviously, the two title runs in the 70s and was so good for so long. But that completely violates the teammate hint that I've been given. Is it a Kobe teammate? Is that correct? All right. So it's a Laker. And it's not Smush Parker. I'm going to put my foot I I wish it was Smush Parker. All right, dude. We're going to run down all of the members of the first three-peat. And then of the 08, or of the 09 and 2010 titles, it's not Odom, obviously. It's not Bynum. It's, is it Pau Gasol? You're inching there, Carson. You are inching closer and closer. Is it Derek Fisher? It is Derek Fisher, the wow. second most playoff career wins of all time. I mean, so many of those runs early with the Shaq and Kobe teams. 07 with the Jazz, he played 16. And I want this is playoff wins. Um, 259 career games. And like I said, his numbers were bolstered by the teams he played on later in his career with the OKC Thunder. 20 games in 2012, 11 in 2013, Mm. 19 in 2014. The man was just always in the playoffs. Well, that was an awesome question to start things off. I'm actually going to ask you back-to-back now, Logan, because I always make the mistake of throwing to you first, but then I ask you a bonus question at the end, so I have to ask you back-to-back at the end. And I guess we'll get it out of the way at the beginning, although effectively we're doing the same thing at this point. But here's your first question. So obviously, big J.J. Watt news this past week with him going to the Cardinals. Both you and I were personally devastated. We thought maybe there was a glimmer of hope he'd end up with our franchises. But he has the top three single seasons of all time by tackles for loss with 39 and 29 twice. Keep in mind that there's a gap of 10 between his best season and second best season. But two players are tied for fourth all time with 28. Can you name those two players? So I'm going to start off with guys who had heavy individual sack seasons. So I got to guess Lawrence Taylor. Not LT. Michael Strahan. Nope. Man. Um, Chris Dolman. Not Chris Dolman. Okay, let me ask you this then. Sacks do count as tackles for loss, correct? I'm not positive. 
Okay. Um, and it's one of the things that has confused me through my entire life, and I've looked it up so many times, and I still can't tell you if I remember. Reggie White. Reggie White is not the answer. Man. Um, I'm going to look up if sacks count for tackle for loss because I don't think they do. Okay, here it says sacks are counted as tackles for loss with one exception when the quarterback is tackled at the line of scrimmage. So there you go. There's your answer. Uh, John Randall. Not John Randall. I'm just throwing weird ones out. Um, I will also say, I don't know when exactly the stat began, but I think it was mid-90s. So anyone before then is kind of ruled out. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw a recent guy out here, Chandler Jones. Boom. There you go. That's why I asked the question. There's one more guy who I think you can get, but Chandler Jones. So now you have... Two of the guys with top four single seasons of all time. Obviously, Chandler Jones, a sack leader, had another 19-sack season. And now they're playing together, and Chandler Jones is still in his prime. Yeah, dude, they're going to be scary next year. I was actually having a talk with a Cardinals fan, and we talked about them just needing one more pass rushing piece. I think they're going to be dangerous next season. Um, My next guess is going to be T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is not the answer. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is a very good guess, but not the answer. He actually has the number eight spot on this list. Derek Thomas. Not Derek Thomas. I thought that one was going to hit. Um, okay, so let's. I'll throw Jared Allen out there. Jared Allen is a good guess. He's 20th. All right, can you give me a uh, can you give me a time frame? Like I hate asking because you already gave me mid 90s. Is this pre 2005, post 2005? Post. Okay. Let's think about guys who were just good at getting into the backfield. I want to get this first one. Um. Okay, I don't want a bunch of hints. I'm going to ask you one more. Outside linebacker spot or D-end? Outside linebacker. Ooh, we're going to get spicier. James Harrison. Nope. You just run through all the Steelers. Um, that's a good question, Carson. These are these are always tough. Anytime we go with a defensive-centric stat, it, it, they get uh, we get in the weeds a little bit. There's a lot of offense today, so that's the good news. Um, Levante David. Nope. <laughs> but he is tied for 20th, so it's a good guess. Tamba Ali. No. Yeah, that was a weird one. Um, Justin Houston. No, he's tied for 10th, though. A very good guess. Um, <laughs> Trey Hendrickson. Uh, correct. No, not correct. Wow, you guys should have seen Logan's face at that moment. <laughs> I got excited. I thought the Trey Hendrickson guess hit. Man, I feel like I'm spacing on some pretty good pass rushers here recently. Um, Clays Campbell. Nope. Calais is tied for 30th. All right, I'm going to throw one more out there because I feel like I've been throwing out a lot of guesses here. Um, You're missing a big dog. That's all I'll say. Alden Smith. No. I'll throw in the towel. Oh, dude, once you got to Alden Smith, it was right there. It's Von Miller. Dude, what am I doing? It's trivia time, man. It's tough. People don't understand the pressure. You're talking the whole time. You're thinking... You got a lot of pressure on you. There's time constraints. You have to be an entertainer. It's all right. Shake that one out. You'll get him. But yes, it's Chandler Jones and it's Von Miller. Von did it in 2012. Chandler did it in 2017. And JJ is still in a class of his own. I'm sorry, Broncos fans. It's all right. I'll apologize on their behalf or I'll accept your apology on their behalf. All right. So we're going back to back here again, as I said. Logan. Since the NFL merger in 1970, a non-running back has led the league in yards from scrimmage once. Who was it? Darren Sproles. A non-running back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what a horrible first guess. Jerry Rice. 
No. Megatron. No. Brian Mitchell. No. What? Really? Look it up. Look up Brian Mitchell. That man was a beast. <laughs> he was a running back, though, so it's a horrible guess. <laughs> um, man. All right, I'm just going to re-familiarize you with the criteria. 49 of the 50 times it was a running back. One time it wasn't. You're trying to guess that guy. Dude. I mean, I would naturally assume that it has to be a wideout, but... Gronk? Not Gronk. I mean, it's got to be a wide receiver. Uh, T.O. No. I don't know why it took so long to answer that. Okay, just to be clear, I think you were thinking all-purpose yards, and we're saying yards from scrimmage here. Got you. Brian had some kick return yards. Um, He did. Four-time leader in all-purpose yards. All right. What? uh, A.B. Not A.B. Julio. There you go. Julio Jones. You didn't do the Alden and Vaughn this time. Julio in 2015, his famous season, 1,871 yards. The only time it has ever been done. Interestingly enough, Carson, I have another single uh, anomaly here. Okay. Only one franchise in NBA history has not had a 25-point-per-game scorer. Who is it? Oh, Logan, this is one of my favorite questions ever, and I'm going to get it on my first try. So I'm thinking through some of the more lowly franchises. No offense. The Kings, obviously, they had Oscar, so they are disqualified. The Magic, obviously, had Shaq. The Timberwolves had Cat. He did it. I think Kevin Love did it as well. Who are just some of the other teams that are perennially in the gutter? The Suns, no offense, had Amare. Actually, the Suns are a really good franchise all time. I think they're like seventh in all-time winning percentage or something. Just the past decade was rough, but they've bounced back. And also, Devin Booker. Of course, I wouldn't want to disrespect him. The Bucks. I'm pretty sure that Ray Allen did it. I'm almost positive. But that brings us to another team, the Sonics. And I'm thinking through all of the great Sonics. KD didn't do it his rookie year. He was about 20 a game. Gary Payton never did it. Sean Kemp, I'm pretty sure, never did it. Go back to the 70s. Did Gus do it? I think, oh, I think he did actually. So I may have just avoided danger there, but that's something to come back to. The Heat, obviously Dwayne Wade has done it. The Hornets. Okay, we might have something there. Let's think through. Did Zoe ever do it? I'm going to guess no, tentatively. I'm really trying to get this one first try if you can't tell, but Kemba did it. Kemba and Glenn Rice did it. Glenn Rice as well. Shout out. And I want to clarify for your Sonics take. Uh, Dale Ellis did it twice. Ray Allen did it twice. Spencer Haywood did it twice. Um, All right. And Bob Rule averaged 29.8 points per game in four career games to the Sonics. So shout out him. Shout out, seriously. What are some crummy franchises then? Okay. We have the Nets. And I'm thinking through the Nets. Brooke Lopez. The franchise all-time leading scorer. He certainly never did it. D. Will never did it. Joe Johnson never did it. And I'm thinking back. You look like you were going to say something for a second there. Okay. I'm trying to remember. Has anybody ever done it for the Nets? I'm going to guess the Brooklyn Nets. 
Oh, I don't like to see that face. Vince Carter did it twice for the Nets, so it is not Brooklyn or New Jersey. But he's the only guy. Um, I, technically, Kyrie has. He hadn't played enough time oh. for it to actually count. Yeah. Um, technically, KD Harden are doing it right now. So, I mean, your logic was good, but right. Vince Carter did do it twice for the Nets. All right. I'll take that, though. I'll take one guy for a real season. It's close enough. This is an awesome question. I'm going to continue to cycle through. So... I feel like I've done a bunch of them that first come to mind. Let's think through the West. <laughs> the Clippers, obviously, Kawhi has done it now. Wait. Yeah, he did. I was trying to think. He might have been on the border last year, but he did it. Let's go up north. Blazers, obviously. Damian Lillard has done it many times over. Okay, I'm going to go back to the Pacers. Nope, Danny Granger. I'm 95% sure average 25 a game one year. Wouldn't be a terrible guess, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, that's actually a good pull, Carson. Uh, Granger and Billy Knight. Billy Knight? Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay. I'm just going to keep on cycling through. Is it a franchise that I haven't named yet? You have not mentioned them. Fascinating. Just completely and utterly fascinating. Let's go out east then. So, northeast, obviously Raptors, Celtics, Knicks, they've all done it. Sixers, they've had it done. Let's scroll down the coast. Or actually, let's go central. Bucks, obviously, Giannis has done it. Bulls, obviously. Michael Jordan has done it plenty of times. The Pistons. Okay, let's think. So, it would be weird if nobody had, because they're such a good franchise. But I'm trying to just recall in my mind... Dantley never did it in Detroit. Aguirre never did it in Detroit. Obviously, Isaiah, I don't think Dumars ever did it. Oh, although he would have been close. And then outside of that, no, Grant Hill, I think, did it. I'm going to say it's not Detroit. Is that correct? It's actually really interesting because I thought the Pistons were going to be one of the teams that were an anomaly in this. Mm -hmm. They've had some weird ones, man. George Yardley did it. Oh, Kelly Tripuka did it. I thought about Kelly Tripuka. Grant Hill, Jerry Stackhouse, Dave Bing, and Bob Lanier. But no Dumars. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So I'm glad I didn't guess them. These are really interesting lists. Obviously not the Nuggets. I mean, how many more teams are there for me to name? I feel like I've cycled through most of them when, at this point. When you get there, I feel like it's going to go like a light bulb off in your head. Is it cheating for me to just pull up NBA standings? I think that's cheating. No. What, looking at the teams? Yeah, I feel like that's part of the challenge of nerds at, or of trivia time. You have to deal with your just mind blanks. I mean, I mean, we can set up rules and regulations on trivia time, but I'm not going to stop a man from opening a tab and typing in NBA standings. I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> Wizards. Bradley Beal exists and is a wonderful basketball player. Man, I am taking a long time on these first couple questions, but I feel like I have to get this. I'm just struggling to even think of franchises that I haven't named by now. We have all the Florida teams, right? Texas teams, Rockets, Mavs. Yeah, Carson, I'd take a look around the room. Okay, that makes me think of the Toronto Raptors because we're in Peyton T. Gallagher's establishment. I see a Monstar. The Monstars? It actually is the Monstars really? franchise. Never had a 25-point-per-game score. Uh, I might veer right. Okay. Well, I don't know why we need to make this political, but <laughs> I'm on a roll right now. The Steelers? 
<laughs> it's a good guess. No, we've actually averaged 25 points per game a few times. I'm looking around the room and I don't you've like looked, what you've I'm glanced seeing. at it a few times. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. We're officially way Dude, the city name is literally written on an item in here. Very very small. Oh. Is it the Grizzlies? You have finally gotten there, Carson. I didn't like how I got there. I wish I had just crawled my way there slowly and pathetically. That makes a lot of sense, though. No, it, it didn't really surprise me. I mean, Mike Conley, like, you just think of the greatest scores. Maybe Rudy Gay would have gotten close one year. But, yeah. Uh, I think Ja may be up in line, but he's still got another gear to develop. Also, yes, uh, for the people off camera, they won't be able to see it. Memphis, written right there on the yeah. wall with Peyton Gallagher. All right. I'm not happy with that start. I'm going to rebound in a big way. Okay, Logan, this is a fun one, though, I think. Four quarterbacks have gone 10-0 and or better in a single season. Can you name them all? Um, How many? Four quarterbacks have gone 10-0 and or better. So Big Ben is rookie, or are we counting playoffs? No. So Big Ben is rookie year. That's correct, 13-0. and Um, 10-0, so Tom Brady. That's correct, 16-0. and In 07, of course. That's a weird one. I don't know why I'm doing it. Randall Cunningham? No. That's honestly a pretty smart guess, though, because they only lost one time that year. I was wondering maybe he got hurt or something for yeah. that game. I think he was 14-1 and one or 13-1. and one. So you got to think, uh, did Peyton ever do it? Nope. got to think of some really good undefeated teams. Uh, Alex Smith? No. Interesting guess. Rodgers? No. Mm. You're going about it the right way, though. Think of great teams more than maybe great quarterbacks. And last two are a little bit further back, historically. Okay. Uh, Kenny Stabler. No. Oh, um, duh. Greasy. No. Uh, I think he only started eight games or so. He split it with another guy, basically. That's wild. Um, yeah. Wow. That definitely makes this question. Maybe even s- six, honestly. All right, I'm going to try uh, Joe Cool and Steve Young. No. Yeah, so of course the great Earl Morale, who just steps in with these great teams and is suddenly an all-pro, was 9-0 and that year. He almost got it. Greasy only 5-0. and All right, I'm going to try Johnny U. No. Otto Graham? No. Just kind of... Not that far back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, this is a tough one, dude. Yeah. 10-0. and Um, Fran didn't do it, did he? No, he did not. I'm still angry I didn't get the Grizzlies. <laughs> you would have gotten there. I know. I, I, feel I wish che- I feel cheaply of how I went about it. Yeah, you should feel cheap. Actually, I'm kind of. <laughs> I apologize. I, did, I I crossed the line in trivia time. It's okay. I was going for like seven minutes, so I don't want to go for seven minutes here. I feel like I should. It, it throws me off though that you say great teams because it makes me think that it's a quarterback that is not that good. Um, not necessarily. I just meant maybe not. A top five all-time guy or whatever. Phil Sims? No. Boomer? No. And I'll be honest. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. Boom. There's one of them. 11-0. and 0. Only one to go. Oh, I want the sweep. I want the sweep. Okay. I'm trying to think of just teams who ended 15-1, and 14-2. and two. That's why I got the Alex Smith, the Rodgers, guys like that. So farther back. I think this guy... Although he's a bigger name than McMahon, is probably the toughest one. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Good grief, no. 
<laughs> also, you said big, bigger than McMahon. He's not bigger. Than, not in my opinion. Some people would argue. Well, he is the greatest playoff performer of all time. And I will tell you, spoilers, there is a Joe Flacco question. Oh, God. And you're going to love it. Yeah, I probably will because I'm a nerd like that. Okay, let's get this. 15-1 teams, 14-2, 13-3. Let's, let's think. Um, you probably won't have the single-season team off the top of your head, okay. I will say. It's not iconic in that way. That's why I think it's the toughest one. Okay, uh, pre-90s or post-90s? Pre. Okay. Great teams of the 80s. I already guessed Giants. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess 70s is, is where uh, this this answer lies. Roger Staubach. Boom! You got it right there. He was 10 and 0 in 71. Here's the crazy thing: Craig Morton only one and three in the games that he started. So not an iconic all-time team. Although they did win the Super Bowl, they beat the Dolphins, who obviously would take it the next two years. But very well done, Logan. You got there. That's how we do it here under Sesh. Carson, I'm gonna stick with the 25 point per game question theme. Here. I love it. Can you name every player to average 25 points per game in a single season for the Los Angeles Clippers? Dude, this is so much fun. All right. So, Kawhi, obviously. We Correct. got that one knocked off. Now it gets tough. <laughs> How many are there? Is so, that... um, technically there are two more that did it multiple times. There's another guy who played like half a season and did it. I want to get that guy too. All right. So, weirdly enough, I'm thinking Danny Manning, and I don't know if he ever got to that threshold, but it's... Okay, no, no, no. First, I got to go Elton Brand, because he did it. Elton Brand... Maybe um, not. I said it confidently, but maybe I'm wrong. Let me confirm here. I am pretty sure that Elton Brand is not one of the guys. I'm in L.A. Very close. Oh, Carson, that is so close. In 2006, when he was an All-Star, 24.7. Man... Because he wasn't just an all-star. I think he was second-team All-NBA. He had a really incredible season. All right. So that's not right. Because it is the Clippers, I don't think Blake ever did it, honestly. Even in the season where he was third in MVP voting, I'm going to guess Danny Manning. Danny Manning averaged 23.7. These guys are scraping so close. All right. So... Oh. Well, obviously, Buffalo Brave Bob McAdoo... Bob McAdoo is correct. He did it three times, and over those three seasons, 32.1 points per game. Yeah. Is there another Buffalo Brave in there? Is that fair play to ask? Let me confirm uh, at this time, at this point in time. Uh, no, they were not the Buffalo Braves uh, when either okay. of these guys did it. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking about Randy Smith, the franchise's all-time leader. I don't think he ever had a peak that high, though. He just had the longevity. And I will say one of these... Now, actually, yeah, for both of these guys, neither of them I really think of when I think of Clippers. Interesting. So maybe somebody who was just in there for a year, because I don't think CP3 did it. As I said, I don't think Blake did it. So there's three more in total, correct? I've only gotten one. Two more. You've gotten two. There are four total. You got Kawhi oh, I got McAdoo, right. and McAdoo. Right. I forgot that I got McAdoo. Clippers. All right. Let's just scroll through the history of this lowly, lowly franchise. I really thought I had it with Elton Brand and Danny Manning. Those two have to be two of the closer in the franchise's history. Paul George didn't do it last year, and he's close this year, but that wouldn't count, right? Uh, It does not count, no. And I don't think he's there. I think he's at like 24 anyways. Okay. 
So let's just think back era-wise. <laughs> I don't know, dude. There weren't even that many good guys who have played there. Like Norm Nixon obviously <laughs> didn't get to 25 a game, but at least he was a good clipper. I feel like we've done this before, and I just can't think of these guys. So one guy did it in the mid-90s. The other guy is pre-90s. Mid-90s. Okay. Well... <laughs> Again, neither of these guys I think of at all when I think of Clippers. Michael Cage. I mean, I love the guess. Yeah. It's not Michael Cage, though. Yeah, I didn't think it would be. But you know what? I've been gotten by not guessing Michael Cage before, and I will not make that mistake twice. Okay, I mean, I'll let you throw it out there. <laughs> no, I mean, I already made the guess, his, I think. His, his career high was 15.7 points per game with the Clippers. Doesn't surprise me. All right, so one dude did it in the mid-90s. Come on, man. You can get this one. This is the—I'll give you—if you get three of them, I'll give you either or. This The guy in the mid-90s only played 25 games with the Clippers. Man, I thought that that would make it easier, but I think that means it's probably the harder of the two. Pre-90s, let's think there. So you had to look back to see if they were the Buffalo Braves. So I'm going to go late 70s into the 80s. So obviously not Bill Walton. Although he was a Clipper, very briefly. Who did he play with, though? Because I'm getting a look from you right now. Oh! World be free! That's how you do it. Um, You've gotten all three of the ones who played full seasons, all right. so you've gotten it correct. But if you would like to try for the mid-90s guy, go for it. I want to, but it's not going to be good for morale because I'm not going to get it. 25 games? Okay. Uh, I was going to give a stupid guess. I'm just trying to think. No, I'll take my victory. Who is it, though? 29.1 points per game, Dominique Wilkins. Whoa! He averaged 29 a game with the Clippers. Wow! And he was an all-star that year, but only 25 games played. I did not realize he was still that productive. Incredible. Good question. All right, Logan. This is a tough one, but I think an interesting one. In 2016, two players had 500-yard passing games in the same month for the only time in NFL history thus far, who were they? All right, so I know one had to be Big Ben, right? Not Big Ben, actually. Although I think he does have four of these. Man, yeah, anytime a 500-yard question comes up, Big Ben's normally a strong answer. You said 2016, correct? October 2016. Whew. Andrew Luck. Not Luck. Weird one. Um, Maybe not weird enough. Blake Bortles. Too weird. Way too okay. weird. Um... Man, dude, the specific month question. This is I like getting in the weeds on nerd sesh. Um, let's let's try Drew Brees. Not Drew Brees. Are, are they both weird, or are they or? Neither of them are insanely weird, but they're both kind of weird. Okay. All right. Let's let's throw the Joe Flacco out there. Not Joe Flacco. Right, yeah, I don't think Joe's done for five hundred. Kind of the right tier to be thinking in, though. I would say, <laughs> at least close. Um, all right, I'm just going to kind of go mentally team by team here in my head. Uh, so Big Ben, 2016. Andy Dalton is a Bengal. I don't think he did it. Joe Flacco. I know damn sure a Browns quarterback is not throwing for 500 yards. Uh, I don't know. Cody Kessler, Deshaun Kaiser, I doubt it. Uh, maybe, I don't know, Brian Hoyer or something here. So let's think. I don't know why we're spending so much time on the Sorry, Browns yeah. quarterback. No, it's, it's easy to get sidetracked. Um, Texans had... I don't think it's going to be a Texans guy. Titans, Marcus Mariota is not throwing for 500. Already guessed Luck. Jaguars, guess Bortles. Okay, so East, 
Patriots. I'll throw Brady out there. Not Brady. All right. Bills had Fitzpatrick. Um, I th- or EJ Manning. I don't know who you guys had. I don't think a Bills quarterback is doing it. No offense. That's okay. But it wasn't those guys. Who was it in 2016? Was what it Tyrod? Oh, it was Tyrod. Um, Dolphins QB... Fitzpatrick, maybe? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to guess him either. Just guess Ryan Fitzpatrick for every team. <laughs> it's a good strategy. I'll throw Fitzpatrick out there. No. Okay, good. Um, so I've ran down in the West, maybe. Broncos. Was Peyton here in 2016? No, like Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. No. Good. Alex Smith. No. Raiders, Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr is having a 500-yard game. Matt Stafford. No. Not Stat Patford, as you would like to call him. I actually think he's a good quarterback. Jay Cutler. No. Also, I would just like to let everybody at home know the Joe Flacco question is up next, so you have plenty to be excited for. Okay, so have I Have I already said one of the teams that these guys have played on? You've said one of them. That's depressing. I'm going to throw it in, man. Really? Already? I just... <laughs> Might be for the best. We're off to a very slow pace to start this episode. Yeah, dude, this is, this is rough. I don't know who it is. So, the two players who had 500-yard games in the same month are Matt Ryan, who had 503 on just 37 passing attempts, and a man who you dismissed very quickly, Derek Carr, who had 513 yards in a single game that went to overtime, and I believe they won. I decided to guess Trevor Simeon instead of Derek Carr. You were throwing out a lot of names, and you didn't throw out Carr. I was a little surprised. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. Um, (laughs) Carson, uh, I have got a question about your franchise. Who is the leader in total career minutes played for the Warriors? What a phenomenal question. I would be delighted to answer, answer it. My first thought is Rick Barry. And here's sort of my process. Actually... Well, he's my first thought. I don't think he's going to be my first guess, though. My first guess is going to be Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen is second all-time oh. for the Warriors in minutes played. That is an excellent guess. Okay. I could guess Barry here, but I won't. Actually, I will. I'll guess Rick Barry. Rick is fifth all-time for the Warriors. So, when it comes to run TMC, it's not going to be Hardaway. It's not going to be Richmond. They weren't there for long enough. Could always be Alton Lister, but I kind of doubt it, to be honest. No. So, again, here's the thing with the Warriors. They don't have that many long-time staples. Now, this would be weird. If Wilt, in his seven seasons there, played enough minutes, I don't think that's possible. But you're smirking. Is it Wilt Chamberlain? No, I just like the fact that it is an interesting line of thinking because he is 10th all-time for the Warriors, Uh um, but it is not Wilt. Is it Steph? Steph is third, so you've gotten two, three, and five, and ten. Well, it can't be Clay or Draymond, I wouldn't think. Draymond has a better case than Clay, probably, but I don't think so. Is it Monte Ellis? <laughs> what? Dude, he played like 38 minutes a game every single night. And he was there for, I guess, only seven years, but... No, it's not Monte Ellis. I'm just saying, that dude led the league I mean, in minutes at least once, I guarantee it. Dude, I love that guy. Monte, they burnt him out, yeah. All right. So, 2000s Warriors. It's not going to be Antoine. I don't think he was there for long enough. 
90s Warriors again, I don't think it's any of those guys. So is it just a role player who snuck in there somewhere, or is it further back? Is it Joe Barry Carroll? Joe Barry Carroll is not in the top 10. Doesn't surprise me. Man, 70s Warriors, I'm thinking. Phil Smith, Jamal Wilkes. Wilkes obviously is not close. Spent most of his time with the Lakers. Or is it Phil Smith or Phil Chenier? You get those two mixed up. Because one was on the Bullets. I think Chenier was on the Bullets. Smith was on the Warriors, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody fact check that. When I say somebody, there's only one other guy in the room. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who, who, who <laughs> we're talking about. All right. I feel like I need to at least narrow down the era because there haven't been that many good warriors throughout history. Am I just missing somebody blatant? Yes. Really? Um, so I do want to give context to some of your other guys. Joe Barry Carroll is 15th all-time for the Warriors. Okay. Draymond is 16th. Okay. Um, okay, you know what? I kind of I kind of crapped on your Monte Ellis guess a little too early. He is actually 23rd all-time for the Warriors. Or 22nd, right. excuse me. Phil Smith is 24th. Okay. Uh, but I would say there's a massive guy that you were just missing out on right now. So the good news is I had my fills straight. Is it Nate Thurmond? It is Nate Thurmond. Yeah. Uh, I thought you might get there a little sooner. Um, Me too. But the list is really interesting, man. Paul Arizon is fourth on this list. Mm. Jeff Mullins is at sixth. Guy Rogers is at seven. But uh, Nate Thurmond is at the heap of them all for most minutes played for the Warriors. Yeah, I probably should have guessed that first. Just the rare career warrior in history. Now, Steph's going to overtake that record, I assume. Hopefully. But, okay, that was a good one, Logan. All right, here it is. It's the Joe Flacco question. This is one of my favorite formats to ask you questions in. Seven players have led a team for which Joe Flacco started the majority of games in receiving yards. Who are those seven players? I hate Joe Flacco, but I love this question. This is one of my favorites. Okay, let's knock out a couple easy ones, uh, or just one easy one, I guess. Torrey Smith is going to be one, right? Correct. Um, Not the easiest one on the list, I wouldn't say. Really? But. Uh, Derek Mason? Derek Mason twice. Dennis Pitta. No. <laughs> I'm so dry. No, it's not Dennis Pitta. Um, some other guys. I'm trying to think about Willie Sneed. Did he ever do it? He did not. Uh, I don't want to space out on. Oh, um, I was going to say Michael Crabtree. No. Pitta had a 729-yard season once, though. Did Crabtree ever play for the Ravens? Yes, he did. Okay. Um, other Ravens. He had 607 yards in his year there. Any of these guys uh, tight ends? No. Steve Smith. Steve Smith did it once. So I've got three down, four to go. Correct. So they're all wideouts. I definitely want to get these. I mean, um, Mike Wallace is briefly in Baltimore. I'll throw him out there. Correct. He did it twice. Um, three more to go. Do you resent Mike Wallace for that? I do resent Mike Wallace for leaving the Steelers. <laughs> no, I just I've, – I've made this debate before. I just think that Mike just never – Big Ben was such a good deep ball thrower when Mike was there, man. He could have had a, one of the best careers in Steelers history, man. Here's a crazy stat for Mike Wallace. Second year in Pittsburgh, averaged 21 yards per reception. Also, dude, one of the greatest wideout rooms of all time, that like 2010 Steelers yeah, squad. seriously. Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders. We were loaded, man. Spoiled. I was spoiled as a Steelers fan when I was young, man. All right, so three more Ravens to go. I thought Santonio would have been on that team, too. He was. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. He wasn't, actually. You were right. He left after 09. Dang. Did he leave right after the Super Bowl? Looks like it. 
That's that's sad. Um, okay, I don't want to get too many hints. Am I missing like an 08, 09 year? You are. Early on. Wait, no, you're not. I misled you. I forgot that you had gotten Derek okay. Mason. So Mason early on, who am I missing? I don't know if I'm going to be able to get... Are these like are these guys really in the weeds, man? One of them, yes. One of them, definitely not. One of them, kind of. The Joe Flacco question. It's a good one. I mean, it's because, I don't know, I feel like you've asked this with mostly really... I'm not going to say mm-hmm. Joe Flacco isn't a really good quarterback, but all-time QBs. Yeah. I would not consider Flacco in that conversation. I like the format of the question so much that I have to dip a little lower now because I want to keep asking them. No, I applaud you for it. Um, man, dude, I want to get all these guys, but I am under these lights, man. My brain yeah. goes blank. We're on pace for a two-hour episode of Trivia Time. <laughs> I'll throw in the towel. <laughs> let's let's move on. Give me these other three wideouts. So Anquan Bolden did it three oh, times. My. And Logan is now crumpled up in his chair. The really in the weeds one, Kamar Aiken. Can you believe that? I've yeah. never heard of that, man. You've never heard of him. No, you have, I'm sure. But super random. And then John Brown is the guy who was kind of in between. He did it in the season that Lamar took over a little bit more than halfway through. You're frustrated with Anquan Bolden, of course, but you can't get them all, dude. The lights are hot. I got to get that. Anquan's too too good of a all-time receiver. Carson, this is one of my favorite questions on this episode. Can you name the three players with the most seasons averaging 20 or more points and eight or more assists? So, can I name the player with the most seasons? The three players. Okay. 20 and 8. All right. This is an awesome question. So, great scoring assist man combos. LeBron pops into my head. Now, he has a few for sure. I don't know how many, though. Great passers. Kid, Nash, they're not going to be there. Magic, I think only has... I think 86-87, though, was the only year he averaged 20-plus, and he averaged, like, 23. So I don't think it's going to be him. Not going to be Bird. I'm just trying to think of dudes who had the great combination of skill sets. Oh, guess LeBron. LeBron is the first man off. He has done it five times. All right. Chris Paul? Chris Paul is an interesting guess. He's done it twice. Interesting. I figure because the assist is basically a given with him, so he's only... That surprises me. Okay. James Harden, I'm going to guess. Harden's another good guess. He's done it three times. There are two guys to me that stick out like sore thumbs. Yeah. And then there's one rando. Well, gross. Russell Westbrook. Sadly, yes. Russell is second all time. He has seven seasons averaging 20 and 8. Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson is first with 10 seasons averaging 20 and 8. And there is one more guy that really surprised me and made me want to ask this question. And how many times is it? Six? Six. Kevin Johnson. Excellent guess. Kevin Johnson has done it five times. Oh, you made that face, and I really thought I had it. Yeah, KJ was good. And there's two other guys who have also done it five times alongside LeBron and uh, KJ. Fascinating. 20 and 8. So AI is not going to have eight assists nearly enough. MJ only had eight assists the once. I mean, that's a lot of playmaking value to have. Jokic is doing it this year. That is correct. This is Jokic also pops up on this list. Okay. So here's going to be my guess. Nate Tiny Archibald. I like the enthusiasm. Um, Nate Archibald did it twice. So, okay. I mean, you're 
All right. You're around the strike zone. Okay. Time to get right in that strike zone, though. I'm going to think even further back. Mm, okay, I shouldn't think further back, Logan says. I was going to guess Kuzi. No way he had enough seasons scoring 20. Actually, or even getting eight assists because they were so stingy with them back then. All right. So let's just think great players of the 90s. Gary Payton? Man, dude, another really good guess. Gary Payton is another one of the guys with five. Brutal. Just earth-shatteringly brutal. Tim Hardaway. Dude, oh my come God, on. Carson. He's <laughs> another one of the guys with five. You have named everybody <laughs> with five or more except for this one guy. All right. We're going to get there, though. I have absolute faith in myself. And we're going to keep this from being a two-hour episode of Trivia Time because I'm going to get it quickly. I don't know, dude. Rod Strickland? You're in the right area. Okay. Um, Strickland, I don't think ever did it once, though. Okay. But I'm in the right tier of players, if yes. you will. From the 90s, I've gotten in my head. I don't know if that's right, but I'm going to assume it is because you're nodding your head. Yeah, uh, I'd say late 90s, mid-2000s. Okay. Is it... Is it Starbury? Let's oh, go! I love trivia time, yes. Marbury did it six times. It just blew me away. That wow. I figured LeBron would be that third guy, and no, it is the greatest Chinese basketball player of all time, Stefan Marbury. Awesome question. Okay, Logan, here's an interesting one for you. What are the only two decades in NFL history without a multiple-time MVP winner? <laughs> I'm guessing decades? Yes. Multiple-time. Um, I'll go the 1970s. That is correct. I want to get this two for two. Um, oh, did somebody do it in the 2010s? Because we went... I feel like Rodgers did it twice. Yeah, I'm not going to guess 2010s. 2000s, Peyton did it a bunch. 1990s. But can, I, can I ask you how far back you went for this? Like, when, when, when's the starting point, I guess, is my question. So, the MVP award, I think, was created in 57. So, 60s would be the first full yeah. decade. I think you could even count the 50s, but Jim Brown won it yeah. twice. All right, so I'm not going to go 60s. Um, I'm going to guess, yeah, I'll go I'll go with the 90s. Logan, Favre three-peated in the 90s. You know that. Maybe I'm tripping. Well, I only have two more decades to go now. Yeah. So it's either 80s or 60s. There's a 50-50 split here. I'll, I'll go the 80s. The answer is the 80s. That's correct. So if you go decade by decade, Brown did it twice in the 50s. Unitas did it three times in the 60s. Young did it twice in the 90s, and Favre did it three times. Peyton did it four times in the 2000s, and Rodgers did it twice in the 2010s. Peyton Manning was disgusting. Yeah. So, can we clarify? Did you officially guess 90s? Did I jump the gun? Because I thought you officially guessed 90s. I think I did. Okay. Because I was going to say. Man, I went brain dead on that one, man. I'm not going to That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) Carson, uh, another one of my favorites here, just because the number was astoundingly low. Who is the leader in career assists per game for the Chicago Bulls? Awesome question. Number is astoundingly low. Is it Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose is second is an excellent guess. Dude, I'm guessing a lot of runners up today. Uh, with 6.2. Okay. This, interesting. Is it Scottie Pippen? Scottie Pippen is a really good guess. He is fifth, all, or excuse me, uh, yeah, fifth all time with 5.3. I almost guessed Kirk Heinrich. Dude. 
Another really weird thing about this, Kirk Heinrich is in sixth with 5.1. Wow. Interesting. So let's go back then to some of the olden day Bulls. Now the problem is, I think about just scoring Bulls. I think about Bob Love and Artis Gilmore and Gervin for the year that he was there. Or two years that he was there. Brief time that he was there. And you're looking at me, but I don't know what to make of it. No, I'm just I'm just looking at I'm just oh, okay. observing your your thought here. Right. So here's the thing. Outside of the nineties, the Bulls are not a great franchise. And it's not gonna be anybody from the nineties. It's not gonna be Harper. Obviously not gonna be Paxson or Kerr or any other guard on those teams. So it's gonna be the eighties or the seventies. It could be a number of decades, is what I've determined. Or is it a modern guy? Let's think. Let's put our heads together here. Like post-D-Rose Bulls, is there anybody who's played the point guard position well? Rondo. (laughs) What? Rondo. I mean, dude, you still need like a substantial amount like of sample size. Okay, that wasn't clarified. I apologize. I mean, no, like you had to spend a little bit of time in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. All right. But he probably does hold the record for the... One year he was there? I think yeah. it was just one year. So is it's pre-D-Rose, I'm assuming? Just by a little bit. Okay. And by just by a little bit, I mean by, yeah. Yeah, okay. Dude, I got to get one of these quickly. 70s Bulls, who was even on those teams? Or let's go 80s Bulls, maybe a dude who Jordan played with before they got good? I almost guess Craig Hodges. Don't think that would have been a good guess. I'm, you know what? I'm going to throw in the towel for time's sake. 1970s Bulls, Norm Van Leer. Really? 6.9 all time. But yeah, I, some of the names on this list are weird. Kirk Heinrich, Clem Haskins, Chris Duhon. <laughs> Chris Duhon? <laughs> okay, so you told me before the show you thought you thought I could go 14 to 15. Was that the one? That you thought no, I wasn't going to get there's, interesting. there's a way worse okay, one. Okay, because I'll tell you, I was not going to get Norm Van Leer. Okay, good question, though. That's very interesting. All right, Logan, this one is very straightforward. Who led the 49ers in receiving yards in the 1980s? Uh, John Taylor. No. Um, Roger Craig. No. Uh, I have run out of 1980s 49ers. <laughs> um... I mean, I'll throw Jerry out there. Not Jerry. Jerry's very close, though. Even though he obviously has only half the decade, basically, he is second only like 160 yards behind this guy. And you know who it is. I know this guy. I would think so. I thought Taylor was going to hit. Damn. Taylor actually didn't join the team until 87. Wow, that's... Shocking, actually. And uh, I believe that Mr. Craig was third out of this bunch, but a decent amount behind the top two guys. I don't know. Okay, you want to throw in the towel? Yeah, I don't know. It's Dwight Clark with 6,518. I do not know. What am I doing? I thought you would get there just because of the iconic moment, but alas, you did not. It's all right, though. You're doing well so far. All right, Carson, this is one of my favorite questions simply because of the answer. Who's currently leading the NBA in steals per game, Carson? Okay. Ooh, I should know this. 
I'm trying to think. God, I look through Basketball Reference so much. There's no way that I don't know this. Is it Andre Drummond? You know, I mean, it's a good guess. It is not Andre, though. Man. I know it's not Ben Simmons. He's He led it last year, though. Ben is an eighth. Only because of the answer. Is it TJ McConnell? We just celebrated the appreciation day of TJ McConnell on Pluto, and we'll celebrate it once more. He's currently leading the uh, league in steals per game with 1.97. It is by far the lowest mark in NBA history, <laughs> but TJ's doing it right now. And let me just say to any of you with a little free time on your hands, go watch the compilation of him stealing 54 inbound passes because he's just that kind of player, man. He's nitty, he's gritty, and he's TJ. So, all right, glad to have gotten that one. Okay, Logan. This past season, Derrick Henry led the NFL in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and yards from scrimmage. Who was the last player to accomplish that before him? LaDainian Tomlinson. No. Is it after that? Yes. AP? No. You said, I'm sorry, you said yards from scrimmage? Rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and yards from scrimmage. Le'Veon. Not Le'Veon. Jamal Charles? No. Kareem Hunt? No. I want to guess like something weird like Arian Foster or something like that. But if AP, no, AP had to do it in 2012. So it's got to be after that, right? Am I, am I, am I on the well, right th- line of thinking? let me check if AP did it. AP actually did not because he didn't lead in touchdowns. Okay. So I'm. it's got to be before AP then. No. It's okay. after. I'm tripping. I was just checking for fact's sake. No, I can see why you got to that conclusion, because I could have just been a gentleman and told you right away it's after, but I wanted to check some facts first. It's not Jamal either. I was... Oh, is it Zeke? Not Zeke. McCaffrey. Not McCaffrey. But these are some good guesses. Saquon. Not Saquon. He led in yards from scrimmage, though, one year. McCaffrey led in yards from scrimmage. Is it is it Shady? It's not Shady McCoy. Man. Brutal. I'm getting bodied right now by trivia time. There's a finite number of outcomes left. I've run through a lot of running backs in this era. Um, I hate having to go team by team in my head, man. It's the worst because it takes so long, but that is what I am resorting to right now. I thought Shady was going to hit. I figured this was why you would be asking the question as a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, some other really good running backs recently. Who am I missing? Is it, I mean, this year? Who, uh, no, it was Henry this year. Right. Dalvin, oh no, Dalvin didn't do it before this year. Um, I'll throw Dalvin out there. What's up? Not Dalvin. I'm fumbling the bag right now, man. Like, uh, oh, is it DeMarco Murray? It's DeMarco Murray. 2014, led the league in rushing with 1,845 yards, 13 rushing touchdowns, and 2,261 total yards. You're really weird about DeMarco Murray, man. You bring him up way too often. This is, I believe, the second trivia time question on record about DeMarco Murray because it's such a weirdly insane season, dude. He had 1,800 yards. That's a really good O-line. Yeah, but it's a crazy (laughs) productive season. I like it, though. I Made me think, just because he, I don't know, when you think of those really good running backs, DeMarco's at the back of your head. Great question, though. 
I got a pretty straightforward for you here, Carson. A few of them in a row. Who led the NBA in rebounds per game in 1978? Okay. 78. This is very specific. So here are the guys who come to my mind. Moses Malone, Bill Walton, Artis Gilmore. Did I name it out of those three? No, I mean, they're all in the top ten except for Bill. Uh, okay. But, uh, no, it's a it's it's a rando. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I'm trying to think about how random it could be. Kermit Washington. I like the enthusiasm. It is not Kermit. Maurice Lucas. I like Mo Lucas as well. It is not Mo. All right, so we've thrown out a couple of Portland Trailblazers now. Whoa. Actually, hold up. Let me make sure this cat didn't... Uh... I might stick with that. I'm not 100% sure, though. I'm pretty sure he played in... No, I'm tripping. He never played for Portland. What am I talking about? All right. This guy was 6'7", Carson. Okay. Putting up 15.7 rebounds per game in 78. Is it Dave Cowens? Not Cowens. He is number three, I believe. Yeah. He's a little taller than 6'7", too, but I thought close enough. It's too late for DeBusher. Or is it Dave DeBusher? <laughs> no, it's not Dave DeBusher. Oh, dude. Made that face. <laughs> he um played pretty close to Dave DeBusher, though. Okay. So, it's obviously not Willis Reed. Too late and too short. Played pretty close to Dave DeBusher in New York. Is it Annette? Gross. Oh, man. A 70s net. Oh, me, oh, my. I'll give you another hint, and it may sway you. I don't know if you've heard of this guy before, um, if you continue to struggle. Okay. Was he an ABA guy before this? Let me confirm. I don't think he was, um, but it is very possible. No, he was always an NBA guy. All right. A late 70s net. Dude, I'm going to ask for the hint right now, and if I don't get it off that, I'm going to give up. Uh, You sometimes see these driving down the street. Rolls Royce. (laughs) (laughs) Fire hydrant. Uh, Great guesses, but no. Golden retriever. (laughs) Calvin Nat. No, it's like... Calvin Nat, I just finally remembered a net, and I was like, I might as well guess it, even though he was a small forward. Man, I'm throwing in the towel. The net sucked. Truck Robinson. Oh! All right. You know, uh, let me ask you, do you know who Swen Nader is? Yeah, I do. I could also ask a Swen Nader question. Would that have uh, sufficed? I would have gotten that one wrong, too. Okay. Interesting. Shout out Truck. <laughs> What an accomplishment. Okay, good question. All right, Logan. So this is a tough one. You might know this just somewhere in the back of your mind. If not, you're probably not going to guess it. But the answers are kind of funny. Since the merger in 1970, three men are tied for the record for most interceptions thrown in a single game at seven. Who are they? It's Brett Favre. No. Vinny? No. Mm. This question's super hard. Yeah, no, I mean... You're tossing seven in a game, bro. Yeah. Uh, Blanda? No. How obscure are these QBs we're talking about? <laughs> Two of them are very obscure, but just you throw out their names more than most people. Some weird QBs. Uh, Chandler Harnish? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know if we can do this twice in one episode because yeah. this might happen with the bonus question yeah. too. Um, 
Let me hear it, man. Seven in a game. Okay, there's one great guy who I'd like to hear you try for. Or you can give up if you want. Jeff George. No. Chris Redman. No. I'm trying to think, dude, because if you throw seven picks in a game, like I think that's your ticket out of the league, man. Um, all time, dude, I swear Brett threw, what, what did he throw, six in a playoff game? Very possible. He threw an absurdly high amount in a playoff game against the Rams, I believe, in like 01-2000. That's why I thought uh, that was the correct answer. Um, I'll throw out some some older guys, maybe, just because they kind of had the high interception numbers. Uh, Sonny Jurgensen? No. Uh, Sid Luckman? No. Um... Uh, dang it. What was Sammy Ball? No. All right, dude. Let me hear it. So the all-time guys, Ken Stabler, and then the other two are Steve DeBerg and Ty Detmer. Dude, I love Steve DeBerg, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And you bring up Ty Detmer kind of a weird amount, too. He had a brother played in the NFL, too. Coy Detmer. You've told me this, Logan. Believe yeah. it or not. Um... <laughs> Ty Detmer. I guess that was his ticket out of the league. I guess that's why we never saw Ty again. Yeah, I don't think he was very good outside of that, though. I'll be honest. He's a pretty decent analyst, though. Shout out Ty. Uh, <laughs> excellent question, man. I love obscure QB questions. Okay, hold on. That literally might have been his ticket out of the league, though. Let's see. If he did it in the 01 season, then he would have literally been out of... Yeah. So he played a couple more games that year, but then was out of the NFL the next year and then came back as a backup for one more season. So basically was his ticket out of the NFL. Shut up Ty for being in a, a free agent in Madden 06. I understand why now. Oh, but they still started in the next week and they put up zero points. Ty, you uh, give me the Steelers backup next season. So actually that was his ticket out of the league. <laughs> I love the Ty Detmer question. Uh, upset I didn't get in a single one though. Uh, Carson, I have another straightforward one for you here. A true or false question. True or false, Vince Carter has more career points than Kevin Garnett. True. Oh, it's false. Really? On the 50-50. KG is 18th all-time. They are separated by a very close amount, only 300 points. Carter is 19th. It's kind of a 50-50 that I was hoping that... uh. Yeah, I think the reason I got thrown off is Vince Carter is abnormally high given his all-time standing, and I knew that. I knew he was a top-20 guy of all-time. And I guess I just thought since KG was never that explosive as a scorer that he would be a little lower. But you can underestimate how insane KG's longevity was because those are two dudes who played literally 20 years of professional basketball. Yeah, and and the longevity factor definitely hurts when you're thinking about Vince just because he did play so long. So long. And had a higher scoring peak than KG ever had. But okay, good question. I can live with that. I thought I had it though. All right, Logan. This is a fun one, I think. Who is the only player, or at least the only player since 1994, that's when this data began, to have three first-round picks traded for them, and one of them was a pick swap? So, I know two guys who this has happened for, I believe. Um, Well, actually, maybe not three. I just maybe absurd trades in NFL history. The first guy I think of is Tony Dorsett, but I don't think there were— there may have been two first-round picks involved. That was way back with the Cowboys and Vikings— you said being tracked in 94. My guess is going to be Ricky Williams just because of how infamous that story is. So it's not Ricky Williams. Obviously, probably the craziest trade ever, but that was every pick from that draft and then one more first. So only two firsts. Man. Um, Eli. Not Eli. 90, uh, Vic. Not Vic. Is it a QB? It is not. Also, just for the record, 
I don't know why I said that. It is a quarterback. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was multitasking in my mind because I was looking up the Dorset trade. It looks like that was just Oh no, maybe this is a different trade. You know what? Yeah, this was later in his career. Ryan Leaf? No. Peyton. No. And they gave I'm I'm trying to think. Oh, is it a Um Interesting if you wouldn't know the guy's name. Was it a is it Mariota? Like, like who gave up? No, it's not. Is it Trubisky? Like, I'm trying to think of... No. Famous QB trades that happened pretty high. Um, 03, 04. I don't think it did. No, the 49ers sucked that year. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on a cold streak right now. It is a modern guy. Modern as in he's still playing? Well... Not necessarily. I assumed it would be relatively... Uh, yeah. I guess I gave you sense the 94. But he could still be playing. I'm not saying he's not. Philip? No. That was a dumb guess. If it wasn't Eli, why would it be Philip? More recent really? than that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jamarcus Russell. No. Vince Young. No. I don't think it's Stafford because the Lions sucked that year. They went 0-16. Sam Bradford? No. I thought that was going to hit. All right, man, I'll throw out a couple more. Um, I'll just run down the line, I guess. It's not Cam Newton, is it? It is not. I hate doing this. I'm going to throw in the towel again. It's RG3 in 2012. So here are what the picks became because it's actually pretty interesting. Turned into Mo Claiborne, Desmond Trufant, and then the 2014 first was Greg Robinson. And then also a second that was Janoris Jenkins. But again, one of them was a pick swap, but two additional firsts, the only time that has ever happened. I should have just gone the extra year, man. Yeah, you could have. I thought I might get you with maybe either a Wentz or a Goff, because those were pretty blockbuster trades as well, but not that blockbuster. So there you go. It's RG3. Not a great investment, I'll be honest. It was. For a year. Well, Shanahan ruined that boy's career, man. That was a good investment. He was he would have been worth it if he had stayed healthy. Um, I mean, looking back, obviously, it was not a smart trade. But. Looking back with Logan. Carson, my next question. What players led the NBA in the in missed field goals the most times? Kobe Bryant. Incorrect. Allen Kobe Iverson. is second with sixth. AI is not in the top five. What? He's not in the top five in most missed field goals? Nope. Dude was lucky when he shot 43%. Incredible. Outstanding. You learn something new every single day. Here's a take you weren't expecting. Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, you learn something every time you listen to Trivia Time. That's very true. All right, this might be radical. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt is an excellent guess. He led it four times. And oh, yeah, I apologize. AI did it three times. So, okay. Decent guess. I still can't believe it. He's not number one. So, what's the number? It's six? Seven. And I'm just going for the number one all-time spot. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Not Kobe, not AI. <laughs> I almost guessed Jerry Stackhouse. I don't think it's going to be Jerry Stackhouse. Why'd you make that face? Is Jerry Stackhouse? <laughs> no. When you do that, I always have to guess it. I'm just trying to think about dudes who shot the ball a lot and didn't shoot it very well. Kuzi? I wouldn't think of it in that, I guess, binary okay. metric. Just, I would just think of guys who shot it a shot lot. Shot a lot. MJ? Michael Jordan is number one. Wow. He led it seven times, dude. Wow. I mean, he's missed the most shots of anybody ever, right? Or no, Kobe has now. Yeah. Kobe has, yeah. 
That's why I thought it would be Kobe because he's only a 45% career shooter and certainly like to put him up. But okay, good question, Logan. All right. This is a multiple choice one. One of these four players had a game with a perfect passer rating. I just realized this is a tough segment of trivia time. These few questions that we've just been through, but we'll get back on the horse and you can get this one. I believe in you. So one of these four guys had a game with a perfect passer rating. Was it Geno Smith? Was it Blaine Gabbert? Was it EJ Manuel? Or was it Jake Locker? Sheesh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you run down that cast of characters one more time? Geno, Gabbert, EJ Manuel, or Jake Locker? Geno Smith. It's Geno. Very well done. 20 of 25, 358 yards, and three touchdowns. What tipped you off? I don't know. I feel like somewhere in the dusty recesses of my mind, Geno Smith has come out of there. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be Gabbert just because Gabbert was a bum. Yeah. EJ was a bum. I mean, all these guys were bums overall, but Gabbert and EJ were a little worse. It was between Locker and Geno, mm-hmm. and Locker just had some really bad stretches of games. And I don't know. I feel like I remember that being a little bit of a storyline for a little bit. Great question, though. Very well done. Carson, a nerd sesh classic decade question here. Who led the 80s in three-pointers made? Love this question. And I was born to answer it. So let's run down the candidates. Best three-point shooter of the 80s? Maybe Larry Bird. Did he make the most? Highly doubtful. I honestly might point to a teammate of his, Danny Ainge, first. But I don't know. I'm thinking of other good shooters. Again, Craig Hodges has come into my mind. But I think he probably entered a little too late in the decade. Who was good for the whole 80s and was shooting that pill? Dude, I wouldn't think of that because really? I, I want to tip you off about something. So, two guys you have named. Bird is second all-time in the 80s. Okay. 455. Ainge is third. Really? This guy played 267 less games than Bird and made more three-pointers than him. First of all, props to me for again getting the runner-ups right off the bat. That's the theme of the day. And I'm going to hit the home run this time. I'm going to get it. So, it's just so tough because that shot wasn't utilized. 267 games less. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be Reggie. Reggie literally came in in, what, 87? Was it? So it's not going to be confirm. him. Yeah, Reggie came in in 88. 88. That was what I was going to say at first. So guys who played at least half of the decade, right? Is it Mitch Richmond? Mitch Richmond's a good guess. It is not Mitch. It's tough because I feel like I have to think of... 90s guys who played in the 80s, maybe? Is this even a historically relevant player? Yeah, I mean, we've we've brought this guy up a few times. Okay, we chat about this fella. We'll, oh. joke, we'll joke about him around the apartment sometimes. Okay, Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> Excellent guess. Man. Uh, this guy entered, to be exact, in 84. Okay. Sam Perkins. <laughs> it's not Sam Perkins. 84. I can get it, though, because I know this draft class. I know it. It's not John Stockton, is it? I apologize. It is not the 84 draft class. Okay. Um, 83-84 was his first year. Excuse me. Now I don't feel as good about my chances. No, you know this guy. I want you to get it because you know this guy. I believe that I know him, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get it necessarily. I mean, but like when I think you, when, when I think you think of early three-point shooters— Okay. I think this guy is just one of them. Okay. It's too early for Dell, right? It's not Dell Curry. When did Dell come in? Like 86? Maybe Del even went. a little later than that. Dell entered the league in 86, yeah. Nailed it. 
<laughs> I'm just going to start creating secondary questions for myself <laughs> that I can get right. Uh, fun fact, uh, the answer to this question, this guy was born a day after me, you know, but, you know, like 50 years earlier, but. Nice. 50 years earlier. He's an old bloke, this guy. <laughs> okay. Mmm. Ah, 83 class. See, that's not going to help me, but at least it gives me a frame of reference about how old this fella is. Is it Detlef Schrempf? It is not Detlef Schrempf. 83 is too early for him, I think. Was this was he on a relevant team? I was going to say Kenny the Jetsmith, but I think he came in in 87. Um, his first few teams, he was on pretty middle of the pack uh rosters okay the second team that i think more people uh you know like remember him with okay um they were pretty middle of the road too oh but i mean they made a couple of uh they made a couple of the playoffs a few times a couple of decent runs okay this guy does not fit that criteria i was gonna say terry porter i think he probably came in too late as well but a great shooter relatively early in the three-point revolution why are you looking at me like that? No, I just want you to get this. All right. Mm. I don't know if I'm gonna. Is it Hubert whatever for the Hubert Knicks? Davis? Hubert no. Davis. It is not Hubie. <laughs> yeah, he's probably too late. Is there another hint that you can give without giving it away? Because I'm not... The names aren't coming right now. I don't know. I mean, he's I kind of feel like I need to throw in the towel. He's a 40% career three-point shooter. So he's upper echelon. This guy played, in, not. He played until uh, 2000. Is it Jeff Hornacek? It's not Jeff Hornacek. Okay. 83 to 2000. All right. So that at least paints a picture for me. Played for a couple middle-of-the-pack teams. Fascinating. So... Uh, where did this guy make his living? Let's just think. We were talking about the team he played for earlier today on the phone. On the phone. Oh, he's a Seattle Supersonic. Is it Hersey Hawkins? It is not Hersey Hawkins. Is it Nate McMillan? It is not Nate. You are, uh, you're beating around the bush here. Okay. See, because I think that I'm thinking too early. Like, I feel like those guys came in after 83, but also he played until 2000. So... Was he on the 90s teams? He was. All right. He I was should... on the, in the 80s. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say. Like letting, it was like, that was like letting the air out of a balloon. Because I just know the 90s Sonics so much better because they were so much better. 80s. I would say the Sonics are who he is synonymous with, though. He came in in 83? Such a weird era for Sonics basketball. I just want to guess downtown Freddie Brown. But it's not him. You're nodding your head at me like... I just I keep waiting for it to just, you know, pop, and, and, and you just get it. I'm not loving my chances right now. Take a deep breath. Maybe get some water. It, it, it'll come to you. I am, I am sending mental uh, brainwaves right now, Carson. I'm planning it in your, in your head. I don't think you did. I don't think that I'm, worked I'm at all. I'm sending it right now. You should, you should be receiving it in two to three business days. I'm going to give up. It's blanking. It's Dale Ellis. Oh! That one hurts, that man. That hurts. Because he really is one of the first great three-point shooters. 
And I mean, on 267 less games than yeah. Larry. She was shooting four a night when nobody did that. That that one hurts. And it's a really good question because it's one I reasonably could have gotten, but still an interesting answer, and I didn't get it. So that's a little disappointing. All right, Logan, here's what I got for you in response. Who are the only two players in NFL history to rank in the top 10 all-time among a player's first five seasons in passing yards, touchdowns, and interceptions? Marino. No. Manning. Yes. Mahomes? No. Interceptions. That's the that's the finicky one there. Um, so guys who are getting PT off rip. McNabb. No. Um, passing yards, TDs. Terry. No. no. Terry sucked his first five years. <laughs> Terry was horrible. Stafford. No. Really? That, yes. that astounds me. That's a good guess. Breeze. No. So what, all I've got is Peyton so far? Yes. Eli? No. Big Ben? No. Phil? No. All good guesses. Uh, <laughs> luck? No. Another good guess? No. This is demoralizing. You can get there. Todd Blackledge? No. And you know which stat to think about, too. George Blanda. No. Stop it. No. Dude, I'm just throwing names at the wall right now. Woo! <laughs> I really thought you were going to get it right off the bat when you diagnosed what it was about at its core. Favre. No. Of course he was on the Falcons. Only for a year, though, right? Yeah. But, I mean, they weren't throwing the ball that much. Um... I don't think that's a bad guess. Like, Carson Wentz? No. And he got hurt. Man. I'll throw Brady out there. No. You throw it out there, I throw it right back. Yeah, dude, I feel like I'm trying to go to the rack on Rudy Gobert right now. <laughs> now you're actually just trying to go to the rack on Carson Brever. This is <laughs> also, also pretty There's difficult. There's no NBA analogy. It's literally just me and you out there. I'm fumbling the bag, dude. This guy likes to fumble, too. Daniel Jones. Five years, Logan. That would be incredible if he had done it in two. <laughs> How was it not far, man? Even with that... It makes sense. Even with that extra year. It's a logical guess. Because he did have an MVP season in those first four as a starter. He led the league in interceptions once. Led the league in touchdowns once. Led the league in yards once. It was a good guess. I'm getting beaten up, dude. Trivia time has not been nice to me today. Um, Would you like to throw in the towel? Oh, dude, I don't. Derek Carr. No. Man, <laughs> I feel like I've helped you as much as I can. Matt Ryan. No. Joe Flacco. No. I don't care, man. You want me to tell you? Please. It's Jameis Winston, man. I can't tell what your facial expression is right now. You're getting up to go. <laughs> Let's just, I'm just going to go to the next question. <laughs> Are you mad that you didn't get it or disgusted that it's the answer? I'm just sad. <laughs> Carson, who is the only player drafted outside of the first round to average eight assists per game for their entire career? Wow, this is so random because I was literally looking at a list of the all-stars ever who were not drafted in the first round. Ah, 
I feel like that should help me. And Weave, you bring this guy up actually quite a lot on Trivia Time. Fascinating. Is it Rod Strickland? <laughs> it's not Rod Strickland. The problem is I don't know when some of the old guys were drafted, so it might just be a crapshoot there. Eight plus assists per game. It's Norm Nixon. It's not Norm Nixon. That's a great guess, though. This guy's famous for, I don't know, his, his prowess. I've also, he's been the answer to a previous trivia time question as well. Mark Jackson? It's not Mark Jackson. Another great guess. Kevin Porter? Ooh, bang! 1972 third round pick, the 39th overall to be exact. 8.1 assists per game. The only man to average 8 assists per game or more and not be drafted in the first 30 picks. Fascinating question. Was he ever an all-star? I wonder. Was his name on the list that I looked at earlier today and it didn't process? That is the eternal question. Oh, let's see. Also, Kevin Porter Jr. just got called up to the yeah, Rockets. Yeah, he did. Good for him. He's been balling in the G League. Um, No. K- okay. Uh, KPOG was never an all-star. I just love that nickname for him. <laughs> All right, Logan. Post-merger, which quarterback led the most game-winning drives over his first three seasons? Matt Stafford. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Logan struck a pose after answering that um, question. Roger the Dodger. No. Trying to see where Stafford is. He's actually nowhere to be found on this list, despite being a clutch guy. Who was leading he only the— He six. Who was leading the heroics, man? The number is 14. In their first three years? A clutch man. Josh Allen. Oh, that would have been a great answer, but it's not. He has 11. He's fifth, so it's a good guess. He's clutch, man. Matt Ryan. Oh, he's second with 13. Sheesh. So close. It's not Big Ben. I'll tell you that. Ben is 12th with 10. Or he's actually tied for 9th. That's really surprising to me. Um, Dak Prescott. Dude, really impressive. That's very well done. It's Dak with 14. Obviously one of the winningest quarterbacks over the first few years of a career, but... Kind of clutch as well. That gets my spirits a little back up. Yeah, that was a good pull, man. Carson, this is a really interesting to one, to, uh, one to me. Sorry, I was just going to say also, much more relevant than it was when I wrote the question down because Dak just got extended for four years, $160 million, And that was not true at the time that I wrote the question. Salient points as always, Carson. Thank you, man. All right, I'll <laughs> let you proceed now. Minimum 50 attempts. Who is the career playoff leader in three-point percentage for the LA Lakers? Okay. And Minim- so... Minimum 50 attempts. Yeah. Most of these guys played 20 to 30 games. So, I mean, they spent a uh-huh. substantial amount of time in the playoffs. Kentavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> no. All right. You laugh. You know what? Every time you laugh, though, my guess is better than you actually think it is. Because KCP shot really well in last year's playoffs. So go ahead and look up that number. I bet he's over 40%. What's the number, though? Just so I can center myself. The the uh, number for the winner? Yeah. Um. 46.6%. Glenn Rice. For the Lakers? Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, that's a good guess. Um, three, four, five, six. Glenn is seventh all time at 40%. So good guess. That man was a sharpshooter. Okay. 46.6. Dude was just shooting that thing. Dude. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. KCP is. Glenn Rice is what, seventh? Yeah. 13th KCP. I apologize. This is what happens. You laugh, but who's left laughing at the end of the day? KCP. Laugh now, cry later. All right. So 
minimum 50 attempts. Obviously, that basically crosses out anybody who played for a long time. As you said, it's not going to be Derek Fisher or anybody like that. So let's go back to a three-peat team. Rick Fox? It is not Rick Fox. Yeah. Fox is... He's on the list here. All right, I'll um, take he's that. At, he's at 18th. I'll take people being on the list, honestly. But who could it be? Just somebody who passed through the Lakers. Is it Nick Van Exel? Nick Van Exel is an interesting guess. He is not in the top 25. Okay. Who else comes to mind? This would be super random because he's not a great shooter, but I wonder if the sample size. Gary Payton. Gary Payton is an interesting guess. He is not top 25 either. And that doesn't surprise me. This guy, um, for reference, shot 88 threes. Sheesh. Okay, so that's probably two playoff runs if they were really good at the time. Is it Sasha Vujicic? Excellent guess. Vujicic is actually 12th here. Or no, excuse me, 11th. Is uh, it so another good guess? Is it Vladimir Rodmanovich? Rodmanovich is another good guess. He is 14th. Mm. Is it a guy from one of those teams? One of the second Kobe Lakers? Yes. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Because I couldn't figure out anybody else who would be from the first three-peat. Now it's a matter of who was it, though. Is it Shannon Brown? Shannon Brown is an interesting guess. Uh, it is not him, though. He Trevor is... Ariza. Trevor Ariza is the correct answer. Uh, just kind of an eclectic mix here. We've got Eddie Jones at 43%. Oh, that would have been a good guess, actually. Uh, Markeith Morris at 42 Yeah. Uh, Byron Scott. Rajon Rondo. Gross. I mean, it's it's a strange list. Glenn Rice, Steve Blake, Kareem Rush, Michael Cooper. But Trevor Reza stands at the top of the heap. How many attempts does Byron Scott have compared to the pack? Is he way above them? Uh, 286. Uh, so so okay. relative to most of the list, he's got way more. It's interesting because obviously he played for so much longer and was so much more relevant, and but they were taking a lot less threes. A guy that you mentioned, Derek Fisher, is on here as well at 40.3 with 543 attempts. Dude, that's impressive to be above 40% for that long. Okay. A big a big reason why he's second all-time in career playoff wins. I guess. I would say more the fact that he played with Kobe for 20 years and Shaq for a handful of years as well. Way to attack this with logic, Carson, and not his tremendous three-point shooting ability. Thanks, man. All right. That was a fun one. Logan, who has the record for the most consecutive games with 50-plus rushing yards? All right. I'm trying to think of guys who – is there a time frame on this? Like, does it just start um, when the NFL started? So, like, a guy like Jim Brown could be the answer? To my knowledge, yes. Unless StatHead has limitations that I'm unaware of. I mean, so i got to think that it's a pretty far-back guy. Um I'm gonna. My first guess is gonna be Earl Campbell. It is not Earl Campbell. Tony Dorsett. Not Tony Dorsett. Herschel Walker. Not Herschel Walker. Jim Brown. Not Jim Brown. Barry Sanders. Not Barry I'm just, Sanders. I'm just gonna run it down here. Eric <laughs> Dickerson. Not Eric Dickerson. Uh, Marshall Falk. No. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> no. Can you? What's what's the number? The number is 38 straight games with 50 plus rushing yards. That is raw, dude. Yeah. LT. No. Man, that is three seasons worth. Yeah. Shady. No. AP. No. I was good. Emmett. No. 
A lot of logical guesses. Can you give me? Um, is it? Is it? A, it's not a random, right? I mean, this guy no, was this not guy was a good. random. Yeah. Uh, TD. No. You give me an era. Is it pre nineties, post nineties? Post. That's weird. Post two thousands. Yes. Well, does that post two thousand? I guess. Yeah. Sheesh. All right. Um. So we've narrowed down Clinton Portis. No. Good running backs. Also, I have confirmed this does have the entire history back to 1950. So everybody you guessed was a valid guess. Okay. Post 2000, great running backs. I'm going to, I don't think, I'm not confident in this answer. I'll throw out Chris Johnson. No. Um, yeah, his peak was pretty short. short Jamal, peak. Jamal Lewis. No. But I will say short peak doesn't disqualify you because three seasons. Priest Holmes. I may have given it away with that statement. Yes, it is Priest Holmes, 38. Second best. They'll give you a million dollars if you can get it. Is it a weird one? Yeah. I wouldn't offer you a million dollars otherwise. Larry Johnson. Chris Warren. Incredibly. Like, a good running back, but 31 straight games. Go ahead, have a glance. Confirm it with your own eyeballs. It's Chris Warren. Maybe I'm a fake fan. I've never heard of Chris Warren in my life. Well, to be fair, he's not an all-timer. But I mean, well done. You got there. Excellent question. Thank you, Carson. Uh, this is my toughest one. The one that I thought might trip you up. Okay, Carl Malone. And I'm again. I love this theme of question. Carl Malone averaged 20 points per game every season of his career, but his first and his last. Can you name the only teammate in his career to average 20 points per game in the same season that he did? Okay. And this is a rando. Oh, I just love this. So it's obviously not Hornacek because that would not be a rando. <sighs> I wish that I could say it was Kobe or Shaq, but I think he only averaged 14 a game his year there. But you mentioned it. He did average 20 every year in between that and his first. So who was playing for the Jazz? It's a rando. That's the thing. I was going to guess Dantley. Cause did he never play with Dantley? No, he, he did, but Danley averaged, I think, 18 or 19 when they really? played. It was, it was really close. It was 19.7, 19.6. It was really close, but he did not average 20. And it's weird because I say this guy was a rando, Carson. He's a multiple-time All-Star. Okay. He's got, you know, like five seasons over 20 points per game. Okay. So he may be a rando in my eyes. Maybe okay. you know who this guy is. Got it. All right. Well, that's encouraging because I was going to say, who the hell could it be? But that's encouraging. So... It has to be early in his tenure because if it were a late 90s guy, well, that would be memorable because obviously the teams were really good and you would know who he is for sure. Hmm. Interesting. You thought this was less probable than me getting Norm Van Leer. Genuinely. But he's a multiple-time All-Star. So, and I also have a bonus in if you were really struggling. Okay. I'm not going to ask for it yet. For some reason, I just keep thinking of Jeff Petrie, and that's just the completely wrong era. But why did you make that look? Is it Jeff Petrie? It's not Jeff Petrie, but I want you to I want you to think back to this moment if you're struggling. Okay, does that mean it was a former Blazer? No, Carson, I don't think that deep on those levels, man. Oh, Jeff Malone! You're the man. <laughs> Second guess on the question you thought was less likely than Norm Van Leer. Genuinely. My, my hint was going to be this guy just has the same namesake as Carl. Oh, I definitely would have gotten it then. I had just never heard of Jeff Malone. Yeah, Jeff Malone. Honestly, 
I think I could have gotten there because one of the relevant guys on at least the early Jazz teams. And it, and it surprised me, too. I mean, uh, Hornacek never did it. Yeah. Um, Stockton, it, Dantley never did it. Mm-hmm. Just surprising that only only happened one time, and it happened to be a guy who didn't spend a whole lot of time on the Jazz. Yeah, I do think I would have gotten there because the late '80s Jazz are sort of an interesting team because they were really good. They're still winning fifty something games, and you have obviously the Mark Eaton iteration and all that, but not the team that ended up obviously making the finals twice. But all right, you know what? Glad I got it, even if it was with a little bit of a Jeff hint. <laughs> okay, Logan. So here's your last regular question before we get into the bonus. And it's my favorite kind of question. Seven players have led a Cam Newton-led team in receiving yards. Who are they? Robbie Anderson. No. Um, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is correct. Steve Smith. Steve Smith did it twice. Greg Olson. Greg Olson did it four times. McCaffrey. McCaffrey did it once. Four down, three to go. Moving at a breakneck pace. I'm trying to think early on. <laughs> I was going to say Moose and Muhammad. Yeah. That man retired in like 2008. And you don't really have to think early on. Okay, interesting hint. Um, yeah, because I guess Steve and Olsen kind of take up those early years. So mm-hmm. who was Cam chucking the rock to later on? Um one dude I'm a little surprised you haven't gotten yet. But maybe I just think about this guy too much. I don't know why, dude. I really want to say Cameron Artis Payne. That dude just is stuck in my head for some reason right now. I wouldn't say right that now. at all. <laughs> I'd put that right back where you found it. <laughs> I'm just having trouble thinking of Panthers wideouts, man. Um, oh, Kelvin Benjamin? Kelvin Benjamin is the guy who I was thinking of. Interestingly, he was exactly tied with Greg Olson for the one season at 1,008 yards. Okay, so two more. Um, both wideouts. Can I just tell you what Cameron Artis Payne's career high in receiving yards Stop, was? I don't want to hear it. 58. <laughs> 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 is, that, is that the worst guess in trivia to history? <laughs> 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 I didn't say it was based on anything. I just said, hey, man, I can't get Cameron yeah, Artis Payne out of my head. Six career receiving yards. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, I'm laughing at you for guessing KCP. <laughs> okay, proceed as, as planned. Don't let that throw you off. Although, an insane catch percentage in his career. He <laughs> caught 10 of 11 balls that were thrown at him. Some would say he's the greatest. <laughs> Cameron Artis Payne. Who? Who would say he's the greatest? Yeah, probably me on trivia time. Okay, two more wideouts to go. Who am I missing? Who is Cam? Uh, I mean, Kelvin's the last guy that I can really. DJ Steve. Who was there in that weird middle? Era? I felt Robbie was no Robbie just joined the Panthers. Yeah. What am I talking about? I don't know why I remember him being there longer. So I will give you one more tip. If you're thinking about Robbie Anderson, think about where Cam was this year. Duh. Mind blown. <laughs> Who led this year's Patriots team in receiving yards? That's one of the tougher ones for sure. Nikhil Harry? No. Oh, Jacoby. Uh, Meyer? Yep. Very good. Jacoby Myers. 
So one I don't to even go. care about the last one, man. Tell me who it is. Devin Funchess is the last one. I should have got that. I think you could have gotten that one, but you know what? You were confident about Jacoby, and that was a good pull. Dude, Jacoby's a beast. I love watching him play, man. I think he's talented. With a better, uh, I don't know, with a better quarterback, he can be really successful. Carson, this is one of my favorite questions in trivia time history. What 65 or more win team had the lowest leading scorer by points per game? Oh, dude, what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful question. So... Here are the candidates. The 71 Lakers, the 72 Bucks, the Bulls, a few different Bulls teams. Yeah, and so you're on the right track. There's 21 different teams to choose from here. Oh, okay. So I was going to name all of them. By all means. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I actually could. I think that I could, though. You have, obviously, the Rockets of 2018. You have, obviously... A couple Warriors teams in there. You have the 86 Celtics. You have the 87 Lakers. Oh, the 87 Lakers. Because Magic, as I said, is about 23 a game. That's a good candidate. I want to guess that right now, but I just want to make sure there's nothing obvious that I'm missing. You have the 07 Mavs. And here's the thing. Because the competition for... The 87 Lakers would be one of the Pistons teams, the 89 Pistons, but I'm 95% sure they were 63 and 19. Because there's no way they had somebody score 23 a game. Probably barely had to do crack 20, but I don't think they won 65. So I want to steer you a little bit in the right direction. Okay. The mark is 19.6 points per game. No kidding. And there are... The Magic one is an interesting mark. They're actually... Let me make sure here... Two, there are four teams that have lower uh, okay. scores. 19.6. Who authorized that? So that's on a team that I haven't named yet. You can bet your bottom dollar about that. You you can bet your bottom dollar. It's a new thing I'm going around saying. I'm telling people <laughs> to bet their bottom dollar on stuff. 65 wins is a lot. So the 2013 Heat, pretty sure LeBron scored more than 19 a game. Just between you and me. <laughs> I uh, bet your bottom dollar on that. So the 2000 Lakers, obviously, 67. Nope. Nobody on that team. Was it 67 or 65? Either way, they were at 65 plus and they had Shaq and Kobe. So definitely way above 19. Okay, I'm just trying to think. Who have I not named yet? Do you know how many teams there are that I haven't named? Because I must be in the high teens by now, right? Yeah, um, I can go down and look. There's Just guesstimate. I would say... A handful? Five to ten. Okay, that's a pretty wide range. I was looking for... <laughs> Just kidding. Five to ten, okay. All right, so let's think this past decade. There's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Past decade, I think I've gotten them all. No. I have not. Well, not even past, close. Sorry, I'm... I'm living in the year, like, 2016. Okay. You've gotten all of them in the... No, you were missing one still from the past decade. Interesting. And you were missing a few from the mid-2000s. Yeah, so obviously the 09 Cavs I haven't said yet. Um, okay. One from this past decade. Oh! No, the Bucks didn't do it. I thought for a second that maybe they had. I'd say you're missing one from uh, this past decade, and I'd say you're missing one more from the mid-2000s. Okay, the Hawks didn't do it. They, they are the two lowest scorers. The two that you oh. have not named are oh. both the two lowest scorers. 
So the Hawks, again, I think 162. 65 games is a lot, dude. So I'm going to get this eventually. So let's just think about crazy one seeds that there have been. Dude, the past decade, like it's a joke that I haven't gotten this yet. We're just going to go year by year. 2020, abbreviated. 2019, Raptors didn't do it. Warriors didn't do it. Oh, 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 oh. okay. I haven't said the 2016 Spurs, but I know for a fact it's not them because I know Kawhi was over 20. So you have now allowed me to key in on the answer. It's a mid-2000s team that won 65 or a 2000s team period. Is it the 03 Kings? Did they win that many games? I'm going to go to my... I don't think they did. Computer device? Uh, I know they didn't win 65. Oh! They won 59. Okay. So the Pistons won 64 one year. But... That has to be it. They must have won 65 one year. I must be thinking wrong. So it's not 04. 04, they won 54. Is it the 05 Pistons? Homie, you are tripping right now. No, they won 64 games one year. 04, they won 54. 05, they won 54. 06, they won 64. There you go. So you're not tripping. Sorry. I'm never tripping. It is is incorrect. I'm never tripping, and I won't be disrespected that way. 06. No, not that I can think of. <laughs> you are inching closer and closer. Oh my god! What? No. For a second, I thought. Oh my god! It's the 08 Celtics. Wow. At long avail, the 08 Celtics. Yes, KG put up 19.6, leading the way. Um, I want to give context to some of the other teams. So the 2016 Spurs, Kawhi is second, 21.2. The 2015 Warriors uh, is next, Steph, averaging 23.8. Then you get to Magic at 23.9. Fascinating. What an awesome question. And a very logical answer, because obviously there wasn't that explosive score for that 08 Celtics team. That's awesome. All right, Logan, we're at the bonus question. I think this may be the longest trivia time episode ever, but also a very fun one. We hope you have enjoyed it along with us. Logan, in 2005... The Bills had two quarterbacks start exactly eight games. Who were they? We're mixing up. We have two this time for the first time ever. I'm going to say Drew Bledsoe was one of them. Nope. Ah! Panic mode. <laughs> Already? Man, dude. Um, one of them you whoa, can whoa, for whoa, sure whoa, 05. 05. Well, I know it's one of them is J.P. Lossman, right? That's correct. <sighs> okay. It was a rough year for J.P., yeah. One and seven, completed 49% of his passes. I'm going to say... Yuck. I'm going to go with some Bills that I know just played QB in this era. So Rob Johnson. Nope. Doug Flutie. Nope. Uh, Flutie's in San Diego by this time. Or New England. Um, it's a tough one. I wouldn't have asked it if it wasn't tough. So do I have, do I have half a point right now? Yeah. I want the whole thing. You should. Because otherwise, if I had just... Questioned whether or not you would guess JP Lossman, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> you know, you, you know what's coming. Yeah, of course, dude. Um, Trent, uh, Trent's not there yet, right? Correct. It's not Fitzpatrick. Nope. Fitzmagic, I don't believe, graced the NFL until the next year. I thought a guy mentioned earlier, Jim Druckenmiller. No. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not Druckenmiller. Um, what a displeasing name, Druckenmiller. Yeah, it's it's not nice. 
Okay. Trying to toggle into my Madden 06 free agent list right here because this is prime territory. Rohan Davey. No. <laughs> the Rohan Davey guesses cracked me up. Did he ever start anywhere? Dave Ragone. No. I honestly don't know if you've ever pulled that one out. What? Dave Ragone. Yeah. Uh, Dude, just for the record, Rohan Davey started zero career games. <laughs> So, maybe stop guessing him so much. He had 88 career passing yards. Legend, man. Legend. Um, Who the hell is Dave Raygone? Played for the Texans. I don't know if he ever started a game. I remember him uh, being there, though. He did start two games. Completed 20 passes for 135 yards. Did never throw a touchdown. That probably sucks for him. Probably wanted to throw an NFL touchdown so badly. I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad because any quarterback in this era, I know that I know their name. Yeah. So it's gonna be. Have I said this guy before? Yes. Oh, dude. Dude, is there anybody whose name you haven't said except for Dave Ragon, who you now have said? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna throw out the typical Cade McNown. No, I got to. Sean King. No. Played for the Bucks. Don't know if you played for the Bills. Okay, Bills. Let's focus. It's not Bledsoe. Who was there at the same time frame? Who was backing him up in like '04? Oh five. Um, Sean King had a ten six season. Oh no, they went to the NFC Championship with Sean King. They lost to the Eagles, but Sean was a decent quarterback. Um, I'll throw at your boy Brooks Bollinger. Nope, Cliff Kingsbury. No, um, that would have been a crazy answer. Matt Gutierrez. No. Cliff Kingsbury, one career completion. 17 <laughs> yards. Great coach. Um, Kevin O'Connell. No. If you'd like to guess Kevin O'Connor, though, <laughs> you can. Wow, this is just so crazy. Kevin O'Connell, 23 career passing yards. I mean, Logan, this guy started eight games, so he's not that level of bummery. I know, dude, but it's... I mean, he's not very good, but... Okay, can you give me his college? Off the top of my head, if I had to guess, I'll look up his college. Let's see. And I want to get this. I love these questions so much, and it is just... They've gotten harder, because I'm just trying to find the hardest ones. Okay, this this helps you all be damned. Middle Tennessee State. (laughs) Damn. Mid-10? Good for him to get to the league. Sheesh. Bum, 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 bum. Just I've said his name before, dude. You have. Fun fact, Kevin O'Connell, also from Knoxville, Tennessee. Charlie Whitehurst. No. Shout out Peyton T. Gallagher on the Knoxville, Tennessee point. Um, I don't want to throw in the towel because I've said his name before, so he's somewhere implanted in the recesses of my mind. What's his height? (laughs) Let's go back to... Football reference, he's 6'2", 212. That is literally the most average keeping <laughs> height and weight ever. All right, man. Who is it? Really? You want to call it? <laughs> yes? Yeah. That's verbal confirmation. Kelly Holcomb. Went 4-4, four and four, completed and attempted more passes than Lossman, threw for more yards, threw for more touchdowns. 67% completion, 
not his worst season, and I will say probably not the worst guy who's ever been asked for this question. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm upset because I know who Kelly Holcomb is. Yeah. I know he was on the Bills briefly, but... Tough Paul, though. Yeah, I'm not going to beat myself up over a I Kelly mean, Holcomb question. Fun fact, I almost beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Dude, these are the hardest questions that have ever been asked on planet Earth. I think that's what we need to remember, and you're still like 70% on them or something pretty impressive. So I'll take that. Yeah, we'll hold our heads high. <laughs> And with that, we will wrap up Trivia Time. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure. If you want to just hear us talk some NBA basketball, you can go ahead and check out our most recent show in which we handed out our midseason awards. I thought that was a fun one. You can check out our YouTube channel. I most recently did a video on why the Mavs are catching fire. You can go and give a listen to. You can follow us on Twitter at nerd underscore sesh. You can follow us on Instagram at nerd sesh. And with that, I've been Carson Braver. I've been Logan Camden. And this was Nerd Sesh. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.